Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, two. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier, and I am here with the Brad Lee. What's going on, Brad? Man, trying to make a living out of 15 cents, Corey. Shit. So, Brad, tell me, um, you know, obviously I follow you on Dropping Bombs and watch, you know, a lot of your content, most of it. And uh, I don't know exactly where. So, so one of the things I, I, I wanted to ask you, is at what point throughout your career, let's say five years ago, has uh, has there been times that you've had, like you really struggled with like self-doubt, for example, and then we'll get into your story. But that was one of the questions, like, you know, I know as an entrepreneur, everybody struggles with it from time to time, right? Um, I don't know if I ever hear you talk about it. Could I be, am I wrong about that? Self-doubt? Yes, you know, self-doubt, um, you know, days that you wake up and 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 you're like, well, you know, um, fuck, I'm, try, I'm trying to I'm kind of at a loss for words. Just think about think about this morning. I'm sure you felt it this morning, didn't you? What, self-doubt? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, listen, it's been a while since I've had self-doubt. I'm sure I've had some, but I'm too enlightened to believe that nonsense. Right. Society doesn't have an effect on me anymore. Neither does neither does peer pressure. Sure. I'm too enlightened, Corey. I'm too enlightened. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I'm sure I've had to deal with it, but it's been so long. I don't remember how I'm not a good candidate to figure it out. Like sometimes I wake up in the morning and I try to, you know, I, I'm a little envious of everybody because I don't know what it feels like to have somebody else out there better. Right. Sometimes I just want to feel what it's like to have somebody better than me. And I'm like, ah. God, it doesn't get any better, right? I can't, I can't, you know, I'm envious of, of those who have people out there better than them because I don't know what it feels like. No, I'll, jo- I'll joke aside. Listen, here's the truth. Here's the bottom line. Here's what, here's what it boils down to when it comes to self-doubt. If you're, if you're rolling around with a little bit of self-doubt. Now, again, it depends on what category because there's always exceptions to every rule. But if you're rolling out there with self-doubt, it's probably because of your conditioning or your belief system that you've developed over the years. And ultimately it boils down to, you don't think you're worth it. Perfect. So, and that stems from our childhood. Stems from childhood, stems from constant belief, your friends that you hang out with, the 
the shit that you listen to, the music that you listen to, the freaking shit that you read, the shit that you don't read, you know, all, all the crap, dude, society, the news, all the crap just bombards us with what we should believe and, you know, what we're supposed to do and all that crap, you know, cliches that you hear growing up, all the dumb shit our parents used to teach us, schools used to teach us, all of it. Right. It's not, it's not any one thing, man. It piles up. Yeah, for sure. Um, and how do you think you broke the, the programming as a child? For example, like I was a fat kid and, you know, we ate, you know, my parents really, I guess, didn't really know any better, but I'm 41 years old. So, you know, that's just what you did. You ate fucking shit, you know, 30 years ago. Well, you got to clean your plate. That's right. Exactly. You got to fucking clean your plate or, or you don't get dessert. Yeah, that's now, see, that, that's what I mean. Like, dude, when, when my wife, she does it to my two little girls, she's like, you know, each food, got each food. Now, I'm like, babe, if, if they say they're full, then let them be full. Like, wh- wh- why are you trying to tell them how they feel? Like, well, they need to eat their food. I said, who says? You know what, you know what kids will do when they're hungry? They'll ask. And they'll eat. And when they're done being hungry, they'll stop eating and they'll walk off and go play again. Who are we to tell them that they need to eat more? And then they'll reward their parents. They won't eat anything if we let them. Bullshit. Okay? Fucking kids will come up and tell you they're hungry every fucking time they're hungry. Stop bullshitting yourself. And we're making our kids fat because, again, instead of being good parents, you know, teaching them the right shit to eat, we're just teaching them that they need to fucking stuff themselves. So now they're all uncomfortable. Then they develop eating, you know, situations. Right. Disorders or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And yeah, yeah no, I agree with you. So how about this? Let me ask you this. You've got your girls are young, right? Four and six. Yeah. Pretty fucking young. So do you struggle with your, your, your the grandparents? What happens when they go over to the grandparents? Do they fucking, do your grandparents abide by whatever it is you you know, if you, you have a healthy, do they abide by it ever? Well, I mean, if I asked them to, they would. I got the best grandparents, the best in-laws in the world. They do abide by it. How about that? Well, I mean, if I asked them to, we don't really, I mean, again, they're, they're, you know, we're not real strict. That's like, you know, hey, my kids are just chill and we're chill. So, like, I don't see a bunch of rules being implemented all day because I don't see a bunch of rules being broken. Sure. So, okay. so. So, I mean, you know, they, we, we, if we go to their house, you know, everyone just sits around chit chats, you know, they bust out food, people eat, we leave. <laughs> it's like, there's no, there's nothing that we're enforcing with the children. Right. Um, all right. So, you know, I just want you to walk me through, you know, the, I, I don't know before 16, I think it was 16. I don't know, but before 16, I don't know exactly how your really your childhood was. I don't think it was that bad. I know you lived on, I actually, I don't remember the street, but whatever. I know you've talked about it. But 16, you got kicked out of the house because you just you said, fuck you, I'm not going to mow the yard. So from that point, you know, how have you, you know, become a, you're a high school dropout, right? I'm a felon. You're a high school dropout. You know, do the cards, so to speak, the cards were stacked against people like you and I. Well, that's what people say. The cards really weren't stacked against us. We just made bad fucking choices. So how did you bounce? I mean, how, how did you come up from that? How did you evolve from, you know? Dude, 
Dude, I'm ruthless. My style as a juvenile ran with the gang, slanged in the meanwhile. Banking. I specialized in ganking. White, Mexicans, brothers, and others. Vaguely. It's all about coming up. Making sure no punks are running up. Getting ganked by the Lee was a lesson. So, is there any more questions? <laughs> that was pretty good. I know you did not just come up with that shit. Come on, man. So, so... High school dropout. What the? What did you? What did you do? You went into car sales. Just tell tell me a little bit more about your story. Well, when I got booted out of my house, man, I thought it was a good thing, right? Being stupid and young, you know, you wanted to go out and party with your friends anyway. Your parents are the ones that kept you from doing that. So when I got booted, I'm like, cool. I went over to my buddy's house, and then I was free to move about the cabin. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. Like I can, I can cruise all over the country. I can do whatever I wanted at that point. So I quit school because obviously who the hell would go to school for anything other than the girls? Fair point. So, so I, I, I quit going to school because I didn't necessarily care about that. I was on my way to LA to be a movie star. I was on my way to New York. I mean, I did all kinds of crap, but I learned a lot of lessons along the way. You asked prior to that, how was I? Well, again, I mean, Prior to that, I was just a you know young kid growing up. You know, I think I think the best lesson is death, but we can't afford its lessons. You know, the best teacher is death. Trust me when I tell you. Um, so we learned lessons our whole life. I started learning mine at two when I technically died. Learned to not have patience. I learned to uh, you know like open your mouth and increase the intensity and activity if you really want something. That's what you do. You don't. You don't chill and wait and, and, and understand things take time. No, you don't. That's not what patience means. Patience means that you can experience tra- trouble, delays, and suffering without being upset. And my thought is who would want to do that? Like if I'm delayed or troubled or suffering, I should get upset and I should stop the trouble and the delay and the suffrage. Suffering. It's not suffrage. That's a whole nother word. Anyway, so, so I was just growing up um, kind of, in a blue collar family, you know, uh, four brothers or three brothers, one sister. I was the youngest till about, I don't know, until I was about 14 or 15. Then my little brother, Tony, who stayed with my real mom, because when at two, my mom and dad divorced, you know, he came to live with us, but I was out two years later. So I don't even hardly remember that. But when I, when I got booted out of school, man, I just started surfing on couches and hustling and trying to, you know, do things the, the, the hard way. Right. So I got this job about 17. I was peer pressured into getting this real job. So I got this job fighting forest fires, or at least I thought. And when I showed up, man, they gave me this 10 pound bag of water on my back, told me, you know, to go squirt on the stumps so the so the, they wouldn't reignite. Right. So smoldering stumps in the forest. I'm supposed to squirt this. They called it a piss bag. So I thought I was going to be a firefighter. Turns out I'm a piss bag operator, walking up and down mountainsides, getting sticks in the eye, breathing in smoke and ash, you know, and it was terrible. And then I got this little patch of poison oak. So I go tell the dude, hey, I got poison oak. I don't know if I can come in tomorrow. Dude's like, bro, tears off his shirt. He's covered in it. He says, it's part of the job. I'm like, dude, later. I quit. Everyone says you got to work hard, right? That's all you got to do in life, bros. Work hard. Bullshit, dude. The military works hard. How come they ain't all rich? You know what I'm saying? There's a bunch of hardworking individuals in the world. They're not rich. Okay, hard work's not what it takes, dude. Don't bullshit people. You don't need to work hard? No, you don't need to fucking work hard. You can work hard. You'll, it'll probably help. if you. The harder you work, the better it is, probably. 
but you don't have to work hard to succeed. Okay. You just don't, you don't need to grind your face off, work 20 hours a night. You'll just get there quicker if you do. But at the end of the day, a lot of the stuff that people are out there stuck on, it's because they need to unlearn shit. They've already shit. They believe to be true. They need to unlearn that stuff. And how would you suggest somebody do that? I mean, I've done a whole lot of mind subconscious work and, you know, I'm NLP and all that shit, but you know, how do you, how would somebody norm, you know, somebody that's, that doesn't really under, understand the mind or the subconscious, how would you, what's an easy way to tell them, Hey, this is a way you can stop doing the shit that you're doing and create a different path. Because as you know, it's not easy to reprogram until you understand how to reprogram. So what's your question? How would you tell somebody that's not, that, that doesn't understand the reprogramming part of the mind? How would you, what's an easy hack, so to speak, if there is one, uh, of how to, how, how to change some of these habit loops, how to change some of their habits, their programming from, you know, as a kid? Well, I don't know. I'd probably figure out, you know, what their problem was first, because it all depends on the problem. You know, but ultimately it's going to boil down to how do I tell them? You know, I tell them just like I tell myself, which is, hey, idiot, you know, you want to, you want to win or not? It, it boils down to a choice. Everybody wants to think their life's difficult. Listen, your life isn't difficult. And I don't care who's listening right now. And I don't care what you're thinking right now. Your life isn't difficult. Okay. Your life is probably way better than a lot of people. You just aren't aware of it because you're an ingrate. You're ungrateful. Yeah. You're walking around bitching that you got no shoes and there's some people with no feet. That was a and, and then if you walk around with no feet and now you're pissed off about that, guess what? You're going to run into someone with no feet or arms. And then guess what? You're going to always run into someone worse off than you. If we threw all our problems in the middle of a room, we'd be scrambling to get ours back once we saw everybody else's. It's like, dude. Number one, be grateful. Stop freaking acting like the whole world's going to end. You attract what you think on. You, you know what I'm saying? If you, fo- if you focus on you're broke, you're going to be broke. If you focus on you're rich, you're going to be rich. You got to pay attention to what you want in life and be careful because it works for you or against you. The mind will get you what you want and it'll also, you know, put you right where you think you belong. And that's the problem. Most people think they belong broke. They think they belong in abusive relationships. They think they belong in dead-end jobs. They think they're not worth commission. They think they're not worth success. Why? Well, fuck, I don't know, bro. I'm not a psychologist. Because people fucking lied to them their whole life, and they lied to themselves, and they've been shitting on themselves for years. What do I mean? Well, remember when you were fat? Yeah. Dude, you were fucking eating like shit. Now, guess what? Nobody probably told you, hey, Corey, you're not supposed to eat that shit. And if they did, you weren't listening. Why? Because them fucking donuts are good, brah. <laughs> Trust me, dude. I had a bowl of Fruit Loops this morning, and I'm on the keto. Well, that don't, that don't really match up now, does it? Sure don't. <laughs> but guess what? Who gives a fuck? Like, if, dude, if, if I got to go through life without an occasional bowl of Fruit Loops just to have abs, I don't want no damn abs. I hear you. And here's the best part about it. If I need abs to make you happy, well, then I don't need abs. Guess what? The only way I ever need anything is if I need that shit. See, I'm not too worried about what everybody else thinks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Like, you know, right, right, right now, everybody's got a fucking beard. Like, you know, everybody's got a beard. Fucking Andy one time was in town. I'm like, fucking dude, what the fuck? He, he was supposed to call him, so let's go hang out with him and his buddies, but they're all fucking, you know, tatted up beard dudes. And I'm like, and I'm, I text him, I'm like, fuck, dude, what do I need a beard? And he said, yeah, it would have helped. I'm like, fuck, bastards. Like, beards are cool now, right? I guess. I can't really grow a beard much more than this. Well, it's probably why you don't have one. Yes. Otherwise, you'd have one, but you'd be saying, yep, they're cool. But, see, I don't have a beard. I just got the stubble, and I can, I can grow one. Because I don't want no big-ass fucking burly beard. Listen, I, I think it's cool for people to have a beard. Cool, have a beard. I think it's cool to not have a beard. Cool, don't have a beard. Like, dude, I don't give a fuck. Why? Because I am open in my mind, and I am enlightened to know one thing. You can't make everybody happy, dude. You cannot make everybody happy. So if you realize you cannot make everyone happy, who do you choose? Well, you choose these people, and all of a sudden they get pissed. You choose these people, and then they get pissed. It's like, who do you choose? I'll tell you who you choose. You choose yourself. So you make yourself happy. If a beard makes you fucking happy, grow a goddamn beard and quit listening to all these fucking idiots talk about fucking how they don't like beards. Who gives a shit what people like and don't like? Worry about yourself. And if you focus on yourself, guess what? Dude, your whole life starts to turn around. You start to realize, hey, that's bullshit. Pick up a fucking book and read, okay? Get on a get in a group like Arte, like fucking... You know, hey, look, I don't have that kind of money. Well, then get in the fucking, the, the outskirt group. What's that called? Accelerator. Get, get in the accelerator group, dude. That's way cheaper. Well, I can't even afford that. Well, then fucking you need it. So right. fucking stop doing a damn thing and save up some money or borrow some from a loved one or do something, man. Because if you don't have, I don't even know what it is, a couple hundred bucks? Four grand, I think, a year or something. Well, they let, they let you pay every month, don't they? They, they do, 400 bucks a month. So actually, hey, so 400 bucks a month, dude, if you ain't got 400 bucks a month, spare dollars. Right. You ain't doing very well, Bo. That's very true. That's absolutely true. So that's what I fucking love about people. Like, you know, I can't afford that. You can't afford to get better. You can't afford to fix your problem. You can't afford that. That's why you can't afford that. It's your mind, man. Quit yeah. thinking you can't afford stuff because that means you can't afford stuff. Right. right. Start right. thinking if, if you really want to do something, you think, how can I afford that? Number one, how can I afford that? And then, and then your mind starts to bring in the answers because your, your, your subconscious is there to make you correct. True. Think about it like that. If your subconscious is there to make you correct, now start thinking about your thoughts. Damn, I'm never gonna fucking make it. Start thinking about you. Think about what you think about. That's right. Damn, man, I'm tired of not having any money. Right. And dude, remember, it's there to make you correct. Damn, I'm tired of not having any money. Now you're just thinking, fuck, I'm tired of not having any money. Well, if your subconscious mind is there to make you correct, okay, okay, boom, you're correct, which, which means, okay, you are tired of not having any money. Right. And it's a fucking cycle. Yeah, and now you're like, fuck, dude, when is this going to end? Like, God damn it, I want money. Guess what? Your subconscious mind says, okay, you want money. And you're going to want it, and if you want it, what's that mean? You don't have it because you want it. 
So you're, you're sitting there programming your head over and over how to live broke. And I believe it's based on some fucking self-loathing you have deep down in your, in your soul, in your, in your body. Who knows who gave it to you? Maybe it was an evil trick. Maybe. Yeah, you're right. So, the, uh, all right. So let's shift gears for a moment. I, wa- I want you to tell me about the fucking cocoon water. What about it? I want you to, did you, did you, did you do anything with that? Did you did further investigate? Is it, is it really what was talked about with, uh, I don't know the guy's name, the guy that went and fucking fast. From all, from all things I can tell right now, it is definitely a real thing. Um, but the, you, how you spell it is K-A-Q-U-N. If anybody has cancer or diabetes or a lot of different types of ailments, this water does nothing for you. Listen to me. The water does nothing for you. First of all, it's not water. It's liquid oxygen. Secondly, it does nothing for you. It does nothing for the, the, the problems. It, it basically allows oxygen at the cellular level. Your cells light up like they're supposed to be. And then your own body, which is a miraculous thing, begins the healing process or the curing process, meaning the, the shit doesn't do anything to cancer. It does something to your body and, and lights your body up and makes your body function as it's supposed to. And then your body automatically cures cancer because everybody, you know, they say there's no cure to cancer. Yeah, we're getting cured every day of cancer. Like everybody has cancer in them. It just doesn't metastasize and, and, and grow and shit like that because our, our blood cells and all this other shit, it, you know, the, 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 it, it battles them. So, like, we could be littered in cancer and never get cancer. Why? Because our body's doing its job. Right. See, so, so just remember, I'm not saying this water cures cancer because I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I've, I've seen people with cancer, stage four pancreatic cancer, get in the water, and now they don't have stage four pancreatic cancer. But it's not because of the water. It's because of their body uh, healed the cancer yeah it's also you know what came to mind when you said that two things one uh you know goes it could also go back to the mind i'm sure that that opening up the cells and all that shit it does do that but part of going into that if i'm half cancer and i go into that thinking that uh the water is going to do everything that you just said right so then doesn't that really trace back partially to the mind healing the body? This episode of the Successful Life Podcast is brought to you by House Call Pro. Whether you're looking to streamline your operations, reduce paperwork, or boost revenue, House Call Pro is your all-in-one business solution. Transform your business today with essential tools and support designed to drive efficiency and deliver exceptional customer service. To learn more, click the link in the show notes. Yeah. I mean, I believe in that too. I believe you can, you know, with your mind, do massive amounts of things, including healing your body and other people. Sure. Joe Dispenza. I mean, have you had him on your show, Joe Dispenza? Not yet. Oh, man. He's fucking amazing, isn't he? I know you listen oh, to yeah. stuff. I do listen to his shit. God. I listen to a lot of people's shit, man. I'm just, I'm just out there. I'm a sponge for knowledge. I like to hear a lot of people. 
your fearless leader, Andy Frisella. I listen to his podcast. I got your other leader, Ed Milet's podcast in my ear. You know, I got Joe Dispenza. I got, you know, Patrick Bet David. I got freaking, you know, the list goes on. Who's your favorite right now? Who, who's who's your yeah? Who's your favorite right now that you're listening to? Can be Andy because Andy quit his fucking podcast. Yeah, uh, well, for stay now, tuned. just stay tuned. Yeah, I know. I um, know he's up to something. But but uh, I would have to say mine, dude. Dropping bombs is my favorite podcast. I mean, really, it brings so. I mean, it's really fucking amazing to tune in every time I tune in and to listen. And it may be something that I don't give a fuck about, right? Bitcoin have no goddamn clue about it, but that episode I listened to it. Uh, dur- doesn't matter what I listen to. It. It's an hour of the week that I have something I'm doing that I can that I can devote just to doing that, and that's what I listened to today. Uh, and you know, it was really eye opening and confusing as fuck um, about Bitcoin and, and whatever the hell else you you called it. Uh, the crypto. No, yeah, you mentioned that. Blockchain. But, uh, what, what was it? Blockchain. Yeah, yeah. Did he ever answer what that was? Because I well, didn't what, know what blockchain is. I, I didn't quite get the answer out of that. I know what the blockchain is. Dude, the blockchain is the blockchain is basically encrypted data, you know, all over the internet, and 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 the blockchain is ultimately a block of data because like right now let's pretend there's a million computers yours might be one of them My, nobody knows which ones they are there's a million computers and, and they all have um this code on it and so anytime anything changes all million computers have to have to agree okay. so you can't you can't hack into one and do anything you can't do anything so it's almost like a ledger that can never be screwed with it's like it's got so much integrity, this ledger. So if me and you recorded a transaction and it's on the blockchain, it's never coming off that blockchain or cannot be, you know, screwed with. The crypto, the Bitcoin, is what you get as a reward for for creating a, a block in the chain, which is basically you have computer space because you're solving an algorithm. So the way it works is the the algorithm is being asked of, of, let's say a math question. As soon as your computer can figure out that math question, boom, it opens up a blockchain okay. a block in the chain. Sure. And so, and so now the, the, the data can be stored there, right? For example, and, and by the way, this is all, you know, in general. So now the block chain is just all of those blocks. So the internet, basically it's, right. a, it's, 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 it's basically a, a freaking you know, decentralized ledger that nobody can control and nobody can change and nobody can screw. I call it an unfuckable ledger. And anytime there's an unfuckable ledger, there's value there. And if you bet on the, the if you bet on the blockchain, which everybody should bet on the blockchain, um, then you have to bet on bet on because Bitcoin and the blockchain go together. The Bitcoin is a reward for solving an algorithm and creating a block in the chain. So, you know, I always thought, and he hit on this a little bit, I always thought that Bitcoin was for, you know, to buy shit that was... Nope, that would be shitcoin. <laughs> like, the shitcoin, what do you buy with Bitcoin? What, what anything, you- anything, bro. 
And quite frankly, how do you know Bitcoin isn't already what's in your bank? I mean, when you swipe your bank card and it says it took $16 out of your bank, nobody walked in and fucking took $16 out of your bank, dude. That, that's all digital. Right. So it's all digital currency. When you swipe your credit card, how do you know it's Bitcoin or US dollars? Who, who knows? Who cares? You got your coffee with a, with a debit card? That's pretty much Bitcoin. Now, somebody could say it's not Bitcoin. Well, who gives a fuck? Okay, I got my copy and I'm down 16 bucks because when Bitcoin uh, is exchanged, it's the same thing. One Bitcoin equals $8,600. So if I'm a furniture store and you buy a couch in Bitcoin, I'm getting $8,600. The difference between the, the cash and the $8,600 is tomorrow that Bitcoin could be worth 14,000. My cash will not be. Okay, but but on the same scary token, I could wake up tomorrow and find out that Bitcoin is now worth four thousand. So it's almost like a stock. It is. It is a very, very, very unstable stock. So at the end of the day, once it gets stabilized, and it will, because the governments and all these other people are getting involved. Once it gets stabilized, and you start seeing it more and more and more and more to where, dude, you can spend Bitcoin at Starbucks. You can buy movie tickets with Bitcoin, popcorn with Bitcoin. Like everyone takes Bitcoin then Bitcoin will stabilize a little more. And by that time, believe it or not, it'll probably be worth 100,000, 200,000 a coin. But what people, I'm not, I don't know if they know this or not, but Bitcoin can be broken into fragments, which means there's no limit. People are like, oh, there's only 21 million Bitcoin. Right. Well, yeah, but one Bitcoin could literally break into 21 million pieces. Good God. Yeah, so, so ultimately, it's just digital currency. The value is that, it, that it's untethered. In other words, it's decentralized. No, no government or, or, or corrupt situation can screw with it. So like if you're a music artist, you put your stuff on the blockchain, your content is secure. Anyone that accesses your content through the blockchain key should be in there to get at it and you'll know because there is no way to cheat the blockchain it's an unfuckable ledger next question next question so um who's been well, over the last i don't know six months who you interview a lot of cool interesting fucking people you know that's right <laughs> who sticks out the most Well, I think they all do. I wouldn't let them on my show. Um, but, you know, Jeff Fenster with Everbowl, he was a cool dude. I mean, they're all, they're all cool. Sigurd Vidal, I just, I just talked to. He was interesting. He started like a, a cheater site in Europe, you know, where cheaters go. <laughs> I did not. You know, there's a cheater. I have heard of it. Yeah, there, of course. See, you, you don't want to admit that to your wife, but. Right, right. You, there, there's a cheater site here in America called, I think, Ashley Madison or something like uh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have heard of that. Yeah, but in Europe, there's another one called, like, you know, Victoria something. But it's the same thing. It's a cheater site. Um, so he he basically built that cheater site in Europe. Now he's like multimillionaire dude. He was very interesting. Now he coaches people in love, believe it or not. So his his website, he's facilitating uh, married Fidelity. married and married and in relationship people to to cheat. But yet, his other business is counseling people in love. Well, that's interesting. Um, so so uh, he was interesting, you know. 
There, there's a bunch of interesting, man. I can't think of any. You think of any? Who lately? And then you say last six months. Shit, dude, that could have been 500 people. Like, fuck you. Well, that was my next question. How many people do you talk to? How many, how many of these do you do a week? So, um, all right, next person. Who? Who else? There, there was a bunch of them, man. I mean, shit, dude. But, yeah, I get, I get the advantage because a lot of people come in here to film their virtual training systems. Right. You know, my, my company creates the most badass interactive training solutions on the planet for big companies, big subject matter experts, unknown people that have excellent messages, you know. I always tell people if you got a song to sing and you and you you know, you think you can help people learn something, you need a VT system. I'm about to give uh, so Andy uses it for like the legionnaires. Hey, so let me ask you a question, Jeff. Chris Saunders, did we ever do a podcast with Chris Saunders? Look him up, please. I'm being accused of of, of throwing his podcast away. No, not throwing it away. Oh, no. I, I don't know if it was his request or what. Chris Saunders. And then also Jordan Stupar. Can never find his. Like, go look. Go dig. Go hunt. Spend a good, spend a good 30, 40 looking for these things. If they don't exist, come back and give me a report pronto. Jordan Stupar and Chris Saunders. Thank you, Mr. Celentano. As you were. Corey, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna sleuth out this mystery right now. There we go. Um so you've been married three times, right? No, two. Two times. I mean, technically the third one wasn't really a marriage. It was kind of I was doing her a favor. Right. The third so, one? We're going with two. I thought he came back in. So we're going for two. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. So walk me through, since I don't really understand exactly the, the virtual training system that you do, give me a dumbed down version of that. Dude, companies, businesses are are not are unaware that their training programs are not very effective and if they are aware of it then then they don't know how to fix it well my technology fixes it my technology allows people to interactively train communicate track and measure people and ed, and you know curriculum online so whatever you whatever you want to learn or teach lightspeed is how you would deliver track and measure it online and so the person brings you their content, right? Or, or we create it for them, yes. Okay, okay. And and so let's just take, I don't know, uh, Hardy's. Uh, and Hardy's wants to train every one of their employees the same way. They come to you. They give you the content. And they then... They don't necessarily give me the content. They can. Again, I mean, it depends. You can license my technology and go use it yourself, all by yourself. You don't need us at all. Okay. Just a SaaS model, software as a solution. Okay. So you, you can go to Lightspeed VT, spin up a system, drop in your content, assign test questions, assign training, track it all. You do it all yourself. But most companies, they come to us to help them create the content, you know, in a, in a badass way, like full interaction, full, inter, full motion interactive video. You know, take take a, a PDF and turn it into an interactive simulation or exercise, 
So we can we can also create courseware for you. And so you okay? So uh, Tony Robbins is one of your clients, right? That's right. That's right. How many times did it take you to get him on board? Oh, it took me quite a while. I had to follow him around for about five years finally before I got him to say yes. Hmm. What do you do, Corey? Let's let's flip the switch here a little bit. First of all, how much time do we have? 15 more minutes? What is it? Yeah, 15 more minutes. All right, let's switch the clock a little bit. Yeah, so... What do you do? What are your problems? Well, I... How can I help Corey in specific? Well, so I started this podcast just recently. Yeah. Um, I owned a hormone replacement clinic prior to this, so testosterone and growth hormone. And let's talk about that. All right, let's go. Okay. What do you want to know about it? Well, 50% of the doctors, I, and I'm making up statistics because you know statistics are made up on the spot. Most of them, at least 72% of okay. the people say that. Mm-hmm. Statistics are made up. 10 out of 7 people say you, that they don't understand fractions. Right. So, do you, have you, are you back mm-hmm. on, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are you back on hormone replacement or no? When you say back on, what the fuck well, is it? Well, that means that at some point you were taking stuff but it was like freaking years ago it was vanity bro it wasn't it wasn't replacement therapy i was just taking steroids okay well that was a while ago though right yeah 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 so you you know you you said well tell me about the testosterone replacement therapy you're how old 50 you're 50 so at 50 years old uh at age 30 i know but hold on i've already heard the whole story i know your shit stopped producing and blah 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 yeah yeah my question is, a lot of doctors say that it's not good for you. It thickens your blood, and you will freaking have a problem. You'll lose your hair. You'll, you know, your balls will shrivel up. These other ones say, no, 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 no. Those doctors are stupid. They're, they're listening to what we were taught in the books. In fact, this is really good for you. The people that are taking HRT will live forever, or they basically will live much longer and much healthier and much more active lives than those old shriveling fucks that are letting their bodies just die off. Exactly what, do, right. what is the truth if, if, if two sides are, are, are debating it? The truth is, you know, half of those people believe whatever the, they're telling you that they're going to shrivel up and die and you don't need it. And the other half believe that they, they do need it. So huh. I believe that, that it is very good for you. Uh, you're not going to lose your fucking hair. I've are you doing it? What? Are you doing it? Oh, yes. You should get your money back, motherfucker. No, no. It's good shit. So, I know, but but, but dude, you, you you don't you don't look like a raging bull. Well, it's funny you say that because I don't take it for that. Exactly. See, I'm just I'm just tuning it up for you, Corey, because you don't have to be a raging bull to get replacement therapy, folks. In fact, there's a lot of men walking around every day feeling somewhat depressed, and they don't know why. Their T levels are low. Why? Because at the age of thirty, it starts declining. So perhaps you're wondering why you can't get in the mood why you can't get excited about a weekend you feel just like eh. well dude give fucking Corey a call it might be a shot of testosterone or at least raise your levels back up to when you were you know 28 30 years old about a nine to eleven hundred yeah. now all of a sudden and you ain't getting the pimples and you ain't waking up with freaking you know wanting to hump the stuffing out of your pillow it's just straight up you know, easy levels, and everybody's happy. And then guess what? 
your body recovers faster, you sleep better, you feel better, your mind starts to freaking wander back into the creative. And now all of a sudden you're pumped up and it's all because of a stupid testosterone level. That's exactly right. So to your uh, other question about the blood thickening, does it thicken your blood? Yes. So go give blood every two months, three months, four months. Well, give blood two, three times a year. You don't have to fucking worry about all that. You don't have to worry about the blood thickening. Does it thicken it? A little bit, yes. But you can solve that by going to give blood. Um, but you're right. People do walk around tired as fuck. People walk around in a fog. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that their T levels are so fucking low. And that 9 to 1100 is progressive. I agree with that. Our clinic did. 1100 was the top. And 900 is where most people felt good. Somewhere in between there. But your classic doctor, because of insurance purposes, are going to tell you that 300 is okay. Which is fucking, it's a load of shit. Yep. Dude, I want to, I want to, I'm going to probably get, you know, a little HRT going here pretty soon. Well, you know, and pellets too. Pellets are really good. You're right there in the headquarters where Cynogenics, you know, I know they're in Vegas. Why is that? Is that like the elite of them all? It is. It's expensive as shit. I thought about opening up one of their franchises here and I talked to them for quite some time about it, but they dropped the fucking ball and I don't like that. I don't, I don't like working with people that drop the ball. So I'm not necessarily recommending that you go there, but did you like working with people that shrink the ball? Yeah, right. So Alex, though, Alex Spinoza, do you know him? Name sounds familiar. He's in the syndicate. So he's at, he's out in Las Vegas. A regenerative. Uh, I'll send you the name. Regenerative something. Uh, well, uh, well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see one here pretty quick. But I need to see a doctor. Like I, I like when there's doctors involved. Well, he is a doctor. Okay, good. Then I'll go yeah. see. And he's really good. He also does stem cell. Not that, not that you need stem cell. Dude, um, stem cell shit. Dude, I'll bet you anything that's going to be the answer to freaking rejuvenating health too. Like, I'll bet you, dude, there's people alive right now that'll live to 250. Well, you may be right. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty strong bucket number. Well, dude, I mean, dude, there's shit going on right now where, dude, they'll stick a stem cell in your ass. Next thing you know, you fucking grew a new heart. Well, you know, look at the fucking wrestling guy that you interviewed. Ryback. God, that was an amazing story. I mean, you know, he that that's really unreal what he did, what he went through, what, you know, and, and is he wrestling now? See, it's funny that you say that, dude, because I interviewed him, and I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh. So, what, was, what was his story? What happened? Uh, what Were you drunk? Maybe. So he, uh, so you know, he was a, he re- wrestled, and yeah. because of all the fucking slamming and shit, he, yeah. his knees or his shoulders or both were fucked yeah. up, and so he, yeah. got, he got ejected with the stem cell, and that motherfucker's planning on wrestling this year or the, or next year. I can't remember exactly. But, that, but that's the amazing part. Yes. Oh. Oh, and he's like forty years old. Oh. He's, he's a big old buff some bitch dude with abs. So if, if, if that's the amazing part, well then yeah, I guess that's amazing. See, I take sh- shit like that for granted. It's weird, isn't it? Like, like when I see people that have, you know, big old muscles and six pack abs, I always think, you know, you know, they're just big and buff and blessed. You know, you, you forget that, that, you know, that actually takes a lot of hard work and discipline to get that shape. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. So now I, now I know what you mean. Now I know what you mean by it's miraculous. Yeah. I mean, 
I'm pretty sure that they told him he would never, ever, oh, yeah. for sure, never wrestle again. But he had, uh, I can't remember exactly the whole fucking story, obviously you either, but. Um, well, I, dude, when I'm, when I'm doing an interview, I just sh- shoot the shit and, and drive down whatever rabbit hole we talk about. He, he was talking about going down to Columbia to get these stem cells, you know, and, and then Ken Shamrock came in a couple of weeks later and, you know, he, he went to the same damn place. And it's like a lot of people uh, off those two episodes were hitting me up going, dude, where's that stem cell place? Yeah. Because, because, you know, there's a lot of people out there with pain and injury and I believe stem cells, you know, do regrow things. I mean, dude, the body's miraculous. We just don't understand it. And when we do, and when we do, dude, there are literally labs right now that can grow a human heart, a, a pair of lungs, a liver, kidneys. Like, dude, don't kid yourself. If they can clone a sheep in a test tube, they can clone a human being. Mm. Well, I, yeah, I'll definitely send you Alex's information. He's right there in Vegas. So, yeah. All right. He's, 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 one, he's a great dude, and two, he knows his shit. Good. Yeah, he's really good. He does both stem cell and, and hormone replacement. So, so what do you, so what do you do now? That's what you have currently, or you no, no, no. that? So I, I just, I coach people, uh, entrepreneurs, executives, so on and so forth, and then I started this podcast. So how do you get, how do you get customers? Word of mouth, typically. So someone just says, hey, Corey will help you. Yeah, because once you help somebody, you know, change their life, you know, they tell other people. So that's I don't do any advertising or anything of that nature. And then well, I also I also broker him. Well, then you must love old Andy. Why? Because he well, because Andy's all about customer service, and, oh. and 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 if you just take care of your customers, your customers will spread you. Well, that's right. I agree with them. I agree with them, dude, wholeheartedly. See? And dude, listen, people don't understand how simple shit is. They want to act like everything's rocket science. Like Andy's saying, take care of your fucking customer. It's like, duh, we don't know to do that, folks. But see, here's what Andy, I don't think, gives himself credit for, dude. Andy's one of the coolest dudes on the planet, meaning if I freaking went out to buy everything Andy has, I wouldn't know the right shit to buy. In other words, he's got the coolest cars. I wouldn't even know the right cars to buy. He, he does. You go out to his farm and he's got that tractor, that refurbished tractor. I wouldn't have referred the tractor. Who knew? And if I would have, it would have been a stupid tractor, not the fucking one he's got, because he knows that that's the one to have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who's, got, who's got a grain silo at, at, the, at the farm would have just been, you know, no grain silos. Like, I wouldn't have known to do grain silos. Right. His tunes are cool. His beard's cool. His show's cool. His brand's cool. His wife's cool. His dogs are cool. Like, dude, Andy's the epitome of cool. Even if you had money, you wouldn't even know what to buy to be that cool. Yeah, he's got cars that I didn't even know they fucking made. Dude, he's I, got I, I'd never even heard of them. Car collection. Stupid. But his, his whole thing is, hey, take care of your customer. He knows how to build a culture. He knows how to build a freaking brand. Like, dude, Arate, that's just a cool brand. Everything about it's cool. You know, then, he, then, his, then his, his company first form. Oh, it's cool. Cool company. 
Then you got, oh, MFCO Project. Cool podcast. Good name. Cool. Then his guests are cool. His fucking everything's cool. Like, dude, what's up with Andy? Andy should get a course on cool. There you go. That's just, I just, I just did that for Andy. I'm sure, I'm sure he ain't going to listen anyway. You know why? Why is that? He's too fucking cool. <laughs> he, is, he is a cool motherfucker, though. Andy always acts like he don't listen to my show, but I know he does. Do you know he does? I know he does. He says he don't, though. Why does he? He does that to fuck with you. He says, I'm too busy. I'm like, okay, motherfucker. And then he'll call me up and and accidentally say something that I said on the show, and I'll be like, oh, I thought you didn't listen. He goes, all right, someone was listening to it around me. (laughs) So, look, I'll tell you a quick story. We went out to first form. when we went out, when I went out to St. Louis a few weeks back, and we were all standing around, and we were talking to Sal, and Sal was talking, you know, be, you know, whatever. And Andy comes out of the office. He's like, "What the, what the fuck are all you, what the fuck are you all doing here? I got a goddamn company to run. Y'all gotta get the fuck out of here." It was fucking hilarious. Of course, he shook everybody's hand, but then it was down to business. It was pretty fucking funny. I thought it was funny. Yeah, Sal's a good dude, too. His whole family. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, cool brother, cool dad, cool. Yeah. You trying, you you in that syndicate? You in that expensive one? No, I'm in the other one. Dude, the accelerator? Smart move. You learn anything? Have I learned anything? Oh, God, yeah. We learn shit every week. I do, anyway. But I take it serious. Are they holding you accountable? Um... I would say that I have people around me, yes, that are keep me accountable, that are within the group or in the syndicate, yeah. Listen, hold people accountable and be held accountable. That's one of the main bombs I'll drop on your podcast. Too many, times, too many times people run around to all these seminars and they join all these groups, these masterminds, and then they don't do anything with it. You know, they'll, they'll listen, they'll learn, they'll take notes, their notes fill up, they're, they're fans, they love the, 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 the camaraderie and the group and you know, all the chitter-chatter and the weekly events and the blah, 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 and they don't ever do anything. Why is that? That's stupid. At the end of the day, it's because they don't hold themselves accountable. And a lot of those groups that are the best ones are the ones that inspect the expect, meaning this week we're going to do this, and at the end of the week I'm going to I'm going to check your ass, and I'll kick you out of the group if you're not doing it, because guess what, kids? It's all a choice when it boils down to it. It's a choice. The choices you make determine the road you take. So you want to take a fucking road that's paved with gold and Lamborghinis? Well, then get up off your ass and start going after it, dude. Solve some problems. Be a solution to people or an industry or a, or a whole entire globe or humanity itself. Quit thinking small. Quit thinking limited. Quit thinking you're not special. Quit thinking you're not enough. That's the first step. Like, people don't get it. You know, I'm going to go to this to this growth conference to figure out how I'm supposed to scale my business. Dude, nobody's got the fucking answer. The answer is get out of your own way. Stop believing the dumb shit and start believing in possibility. That's step one. Then step two is, hey, try to find the right information for your particular, you know, situation. Right. You know, there might be a time where, where Corey is a better coach than Andy Priscilla. Why? Because maybe it, 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 you're at a certain point where Corey is going to spend enough time and, and effort to get you up to the next level where you, Andy's beyond. In other words, like you better go to Andy when you, when you broke 10 million. You know, you go to Corey when you, when you haven't even broken a million. Why? 
Well, because Corey will spend the fucking time it requires to help you. Because, dude, sometimes it's a little bit of, see, I always tell people, I always argue with, with, with Gary Vee's patience theory. But, but dude, I'm, I'm not against patience. I think patience comes in handy in a lot of cases. However, when it comes to achieving your goals and, and entrepreneurship, there is no room for patience. Um, but, you know, with that being said, like, at the end of the day, sometimes things take time. And if I need to spend, you know, six, six hours a week with you to get you to the next level, dude, someone, you know, high up like Tony Robbins, they're, they're not going to do that unless I'm paying them a stupid amount of money. And if you're not already successful, you don't have that money. So you're kind of stuck. What do you do? Well, you bring it down. That's my point. Like everybody has their own situation. You, you, there, there is no one answer for anything. There is no one guru. There is no one group. There is no one thing. It's like, you got to ultimately, if you really want to succeed, I'm going to, I can introduce you to the person that can help you get, get money. It can help you build relationships. It can help, uh, that person can help you in any possible way. If you want to meet that person, go into a bathroom, make sure no one else is in there, shut the door and lock it, look around. You, you end up finding that son of a bitch and I want you to introduce yourself and then make really good friends with that person because that's the motherfucker that can get you the world. That's a great piece of fucking advice. All right, brother. We'll, we'll wrap up on that. You look like you got to get somewhere. So, um, dude, I appreciate you taking the time today. You know, I was super excited about, uh, you know, to get on the phone and chat with you and, and learn a little bit more in depth about you and fuck it. You know, just to, just to fucking just chat with you. It was awesome. Thank you. Man, my pleasure, Corey. I liked you because you were fucking real. See, most people call me and they're worried about me saying no or yes or the other thing. You just jumped in there like one of the fellas. And you know what? To, to further that point, and then I'll shut up, that's exactly what I've done with every single person that I've had on my fucking podcast. And you've already seen, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but I've got an amazing goddamn lineup of people. People Ooh. that, well, I mean, I, Sean Whalen was one of them. I put him I'll, on today. I'll vouch for Sean. Keep He's going. So my Thursday one is, uh, do you know who Dr. Aaron is? Dr. Aaron TV. She, uh, good morning, La La Land. Look it up. She's, uh, she's, uh, um, she's kind of like a, a, uh, a spiritual badass is what she calls herself. She's got the first live streaming television. I, I got you. So, so that's another great example. Great, great guest so far, dude. And you freaking rounded it off with the real Bradley. That's right. Dude, you, I was, I, you, you, you've got all top tier guests so far. So Don't far. ruin it. Don't worry, I'm not. Don't ruin it, dude. Because right now, if someone said, dude, who is, you know what they're going to say when they say he's got Sean Whalen, Bradley, Dr. Eric, they're going to go, who the fuck is this dude? Yeah. Because isn't, isn't it crazy? Listen. I'm not as impressive as Sean Whalen and these other big wigs you got. I'm just a little guy. But I can tell you one thing. When people ask me to be on their podcast, I like to say yes, and here's why. I'm trying to get the knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it. And a lot of times, I'm the one who has it. And a podcast is how you share your knowledge and hope, hope someone out there hears something that gets them off their ass or, or changes the situation that they're in. You know what I'm saying? So I may not be your, your most famous guest, but I can promise you this, dude, I'm going to be one of your best. No doubt. No, I'm saying, dog. I do. I do. Hey, listen, 
if you need me to hop back on here, give you a little ratings boost, you know, whatever you need, you let me know, dog. You let me know. I will. Thanks, Brad. I appreciate it, brother. All right, Frick. <laughs> Later, my man. I want to thank you again for tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. If you have not already subscribed, please do. And look, if you really enjoyed today's episode, email me at SuccessfulLifePodcast at gmail.com and tell me what it was you enjoyed. And if there's somebody that you want me to bring on, then email me about that and tell me who it is. And... I'll make sure it happens. So, you know, leave us a review, tell a friend, and until next time, folks, have a good day. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at coreybarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.